0: She was this breastfeeding champ, posting photos of herself at Coney Island, tandem breastfeeding the twins, like on the beach. I lost the baby weight so fast when
1: he was nursing, and then I gained it back so fast once he stopped. I think I had really tied it into my identity as a mother. The people at the hospital said, don't
0: give them formula anymore. They should be exclusively breastfeeding. Oh my gosh, do we give them formula? Because it sounded like it was such a bad thing.
2: Hello! Today we're going to talk about the girls. Your boobs, my boobs, our friends' boobs, everybody's boobs. Today we're talking about breastfeeding.
3: Now, this is a charged topic, and understandably so. Feeding your child is the most basic and fundamental way of caring for your baby. It also speaks to issues like nutrition, bonding, infant development. So it's no wonder that people get touchy and pushy about it. Breastfeeding also has to do with comfort, practicality, and sometimes doing the impossible.
2: It's kind of like being fitted for a bra. It doesn't seem so difficult, right? Take a few measurements, find out your size, and then that's it. You're in the money. But anyone who's ever worn a bra can tell you it's not that simple. I mean, in theory, boobs are boobs. But in reality, breastfeeding, like bra shopping, one size fits one. Everyone is different. Every experience is different. And while lactation consultants and well-meaning mothers and friends and bra fitters have special skills, they don't have your body. They don't have your life. And sometimes you just have to go with what works, no matter what the professionals say. I'm Lizzie
3: Heiselt. And I'm Valerie Best, and we're not professionals, and this isn't a lactation consultation. Or a bra fitting. Or even a podcast about pregnancy. This is Cocoon, Stories of Gestation. And today we have two stories that span the breastfeeding spectrum, from living hell to just like heaven.
0: I'm Scarlett. I have twins. Four-year-old twin boys. Dominic and Gavin. They're really cute. They're really hyper. <laughs> They're funny. They're just at a fun age right now. Just, like,
3: saying crazy stuff. Like, doing crazy stuff. You know. We asked Scarlett how she felt about breastfeeding in theory, before her twins were born. She told us that before her boys were born, breastfeeding seemed like a given.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I was totally for breastfeeding like I was just like of course I'm gonna breastfeed I'm having twins but I know that people do it all the time with twins and no big deal totally fine I'm totally gonna do it (laughs) so did you have friends
3: who had twins who had breastfed or did you read I didn't have close friends
0: but I knew of a woman who later became my friend she had twins like six months before me and she was like this breastfeeding champ she was like posting photos of herself, like, at Coney Island, like, tandem breastfeeding the twins, like, on the beach and stuff, so I was like, okay, this, that looks so easy, like, no problem, like, I was not worried about it. <laughs> How was your
3: pregnancy? How did you... The pregnancy was yourself? really
0: easy, I mean, it was surprising, I am very blessed, because I know that a lot of twin pregnancies have problems, but I was very, very lucky, and had a great pregnancy, they were full term, like, big babies, so it was good they're like seven pounds each.
3: Which is like just regular-sized babies. Yeah, they are like, I just two. had two regular-sized babies at once. <laughs> and after the babies were born, the time for theoretical breastfeeding had passed. Reality set in, and actual breastfeeding began.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I started going wrong, was in the hospital. It was like, the labor I was trying to have,
3: just like a vaginal delivery. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. The story is, briefly, she was induced. Labored for about nine hours and did two hours of really hard pushing before her doctor decided to do a c-section i ended up having a c-section
0: but by the time the babies were actually born i was just like so wrecked like i was just so out of it and i had always thought you know i thought like i'm never gonna put my babies in the nursery overnight you know, what? but of course i was like i can't even deal with this right now so they went to the nursery overnight And I would try to, you know, so they're getting formula, and then I would try to breastfeed them during the day, but I had no idea what I was doing. And the lactation consultant and my doctor were both trying to get me to, like, tandem breastfeed them, which was very involved. Like, this whole situation where you're, like, getting all propped up with, like, all these pillows in this exact position, and, like, they're helping me, like... And it took, like, three people to get this thing going. And when I was in the hospital, I was like, okay, cool, like, yeah, this is how you do it. Um, but it, no, (laughs) that's not how it turned out to be. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just a struggle even in the hospital. And then it wasn't helping that I just was struggling to even like figure out what position to be nursing them in. And, and I was just also like really out of, like, I was just like kind of like out of it in the hospital. Like I was so exhausted already. I hadn't even come home yet. So it's kind of got off to a bad start.
2: Then she came home, and that's when things kind of escalated. The bad start in the hospital turned out to be possibly the best time in Scarlett's breastfeeding experience. It went downhill from there. The first
0: night was like... It was like the worst. It was like hell on earth. <laughs> it was like, they told me... They told me, okay, feed the babies every three hours, which like kind of registered. I was like, okay. So then I got home... The babies had fallen asleep. They looked so cute and peaceful. I just let them sleep. And then they woke up like screaming. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? Chris was, we're trying to get all propped up again. You know, it was topless in the bed, trying to like get everything arranged. We finally got things situated. And then like, they just didn't nurse. They were falling asleep. And then, but then they'd wake up and they'd be starving. But then like the people at the hospital said like, don't give them formula anymore. They should be exclusively breastfeeding. So then we're like, oh my gosh, do we give them formula? Because it sounded like it was such a bad thing now. It was like forbidden or something. So like, I knew that they were so hungry, but then we'd give them a little formula. But then we're like, no, they can't have it. <laughs> and we would try. Oh my gosh. It was seriously it was like the worst night of my life. I was like hysterical. Especially because we were like, we had these, we were just both imagining like, oh, this is like our special time with our new babies. And
3: it just ended up to be like the worst nightmare. We'll stop here. Lizzie and I both delivered twice in hospitals. Anyone else who has delivered in one can tell you that when it comes to feeding your baby, hospitals can give some mixed signals. There are lactation consultants and informational sheets from La Leche League, but also when I left the hospital with my first baby, they packed up a complimentary sample of formula for me to take home. They ask you at some point whether you plan to exclusively breastfeed so they can put a little sticker on the bassinet holding your baby, because they give the option of formula feeding for you. It can just be confusing. Scarlett's babies had been given formula in the hospital, which had led to some nipple confusion. So, as she'd been instructed to exclusively breastfeed, formula now had an aura of fear surrounding it.
0: Yeah, it was just like, I mean, it wasn't like they were saying it was bad for them, but it was like they were, my doctor, the lactation consultant, and my mom, and my husband were all just like pushing, like, exclusively breastfeeding. You know, your body can produce enough milk for the babies. Like, you know, formula's expensive. Breast milk is best. Like, you can do this. Like, blah, blah, blah. So it was like a lot of, I felt, I was feeling a lot of pressure. I don't know if they, they probably weren't meaning to give me pressure, but I was like taking it as like, I was feeling a ton of pressure.
2: We asked Scarlett to take us two months forward just to see how things developed over time. But she shook her head.
0: I'll take you to a few days. So we're having so much trouble. I was freaking out. I talked to my doc. Oh, wait, let me just say this. Like, so we were home with the babies for like two or three days before their first pediatric appointment. So we went to the pediatrician. She weighed the babies and told me that they had lost too much weight and that Dominic had, um, what's the Billy Rubin thing? Jaundice. Jaundice. And that he, he might have to go back. And I felt like the biggest failure I was like, I brought home these two perfectly healthy babies and now I'm like starving them to death. And I was like sobbing at the appointment (laughs) and like everything that doctor said was just like totally normal. She was just talking about it, but it just like, was like stabbing me in the heart. I was like, (laughs) so she put me on this super strict schedule and then she was like, why are you trying to breastfeed them at the same time? That's crazy. So then she's like, okay, the plan is. You breastfeed each baby for 10 to 15 minutes, following that is a supplement bottle of formula or breast milk, following that you pump for 10 or 15 minutes,
3: and that's every three hours. So, okay, let's add that up. So you feed each baby for 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, separately, so that's like 10 or 15 minutes to 30 so minutes. 30 minutes,
3: mm-hmm. and then a supplement a bottle. Yeah. So that's another 15, mm-hmm. yeah, 20. 20 minutes. hmm so that's... Fifty minutes. Mm -hmm. And then you pump for how long?
0: It was like another 10 or 15 minutes.
3: So an hour.
2: So a third of your life is spent.
0: Yeah. So by the time all that was done, I had like an hour maybe to like Mm -hmm. rest. So at that point, after I started doing that, I was getting like maybe an hour in between feedings to sleep. Like I was not getting any sleep. I had some help, but it was Anyway, it was like three of us and it was like all we could do to like keep it going. It was so stressful. Mm -hmm. So I kept that up for a while, but then like they were having problems like latching on. Anyway, I went to another lactation consultant and she gave me all this extra stuff to do. So like on top of all of that, that schedule, I had to like add in the like baby exercises.
2: The baby exercises are small exercises that work the baby's mouth muscles to enable them to suck more effectively.
0: So then that was going on, we finally got to the point where the babies were like latching on properly and they were nursing properly. And But then the then the lactation consultant was like, you need to stop supplementing so much because they should be exclusively breastfeeding.
2: Just to be clear, the supplementation a lactation consultant objected to was express breast milk
0: given to the babies in bottles. So then I was trying that, but they weren't getting as much milk as they're used to and so they were always hungry. And then the lactation consultant was like, okay, you're giving them eight feedings a day. But without the supplement, they're going to need more than eight feedings a day. And I was just like, how am I supposed to add another feeding in? Like, this is all I can do. And it like, I don't know. It was just so frustrating. And so anyway, they got to the point where they were like latching on properly and really getting milk. And I was like, yes, like finally we're doing this.
2: The feeling of success was pretty short-lived. The babies were no longer screaming for milk,
0: but Scarlett, on the other hand... As they did start nursing properly, they would be nursing for, like, maybe 20 or 30 minutes, and I would suddenly get this, like, excruciating pain in my breast. Like, you know, at first we thought it was, like, a yeast infection, so I'm getting, like, treatments for that. We thought it was, like, a, you know breast infection we're looking into that anyway we finally discovered well when I finally just was describing it to the lactation consultant we figured out it's called Raynaud's syndrome that's like a Mm -hmm. circulatory issue and a lot of people that have it like if their fingers or toes get cold they turn blue and white Mm -hmm. and like that was happening to me when I was nursing like my nipple would turn white um, well, it was like super, super shooting, stabbing pains, like the worst pain ever. And it was horrible because like I had them latched on, they were nursing, they were like getting lots of milk and being all cuddly. But then I was like crying and I just have to take them off and I just couldn't. And then it was like throbbing, throbbing pain. I kept thinking like, okay, I know breastfeeding is supposed to be painful. I can get past it. But every time I tried, I just couldn't do it. So... Anyway, so the lactation consultant finally figured out that that was what was happening, that it was the Raynaud's syndrome. So then she added in a whole new set of stuff that I had to do, which was, it was like, okay, before every feeding, you mix up like a saline solution, like in two mugs and warm it up and then you soak your boobs in these mugs (laughs) (laughs) for like five minutes. So not only is
3: it time-consuming, it's also totally demoralizing.
0: I'm, like, standing in the bathroom with these mugs. And then the babies are, like, screaming because they're hungry. But I'm like, I gotta be... (laughs) And then I go, you know, and then nurse. And then immediately afterwards, you're supposed to, like, put on a hot pad. Anyway. Did it help? It did. And then... And there were some, like, kind of natural um, treatments like calcium and magnesium supplements. And I was taking those. It wasn't working fast enough. And then there's a drug. Um, it's called nephetipine. Nif- and that is, has been proven to help burnout syndrome. So I eventually got some of that from my OBGYN. But by the, point, by the time I got the medication, I took a few doses. It kind of made me dizzy. That's one of the side effects. And it doesn't stop the pain immediately. Like, you have to be on it for a while. And by that time I got on the medication, I was just so over it. At this point,
3: Scarlett had been breastfeeding her twins for two months.
0: I was just, I was just remembering, like, how crazy it was, like, when I was in the midst of that, like, three-hour schedule where you had to pump. Because I had a pump, but I they make those hands-free pumping bras. So that you, But I didn't have one at first, so I'd, like, just have to sit there. And hold it I didn't have the TV or anything in that room so I would just like be sitting there and I just remember several nights probably I don't know how long at night in like the middle of the night I would sit there with my pump and I'd just be kind of staring at the floor and it was like this wood floor with like these big kind of knots in the wood and they were kind of the same shape and color as like a big cockroach (laughs) which I'm like so scared of (laughs) It was just like delirious or something, like I would just stare at the wood and I was like, Is that a cockroach? Uh, Did that just move? And I would just stare at like sit there with the pump like, I think it moved. Uh, <laughs> hallucinate. <laughs> I was. I was like hallucinate. And then the morning would come and I'd like, Oh, that's just the wood But then like that night again, is it a cockroach? <laughs> it was so sad. <laughs> i 'm laughing now, but I was like I felt like I was on the brink of insanity. <laughs> I was like going on like zero sleep, and I was so stressed out.
3: <laughs> there were no photos of scarlet tandem feeding at the beach. She barely left the house those first two months. The farthest she went was on short walks around the neighborhood so why? why didn't she just throw in the towel sooner? I wanted to
0: I just felt. I don't know. I'm the kind of person that I don't want to let anyone down. <laughs> and I don't, and even though it was like, it's my, it's my body. It's my, they're my babies. Like, why should it matter what anyone else thinks? But I was like, I don't want to let these people down. Like,
3: and they don't care, you know? <laughs> but Scarlett cared. She, like all of us, just wanted to do the right thing. She would thought about how much easier it would be if she skipped breastfeeding and just pumped to bottle feed her twins. Pumping didn't hurt like breastfeeding did, and it would allow her more flexibility in her schedule, which at this point might mean sleeping for more than 45 minutes at a time. And in the end, it was the boy's pediatrician who suggested the change.
0: Looking back, not that people were not sensible, but I feel like she was more, the most realistic in the situation, because she saw me the most, I think, and she saw the babies the most. And she, she would say to me, I'm like, you're really pushing these babies hard. Or, like, you look totally exhausted. And, like, the lactation consultant didn't see me in person. She only saw me twice, and my mom was gone. So I think the pediatrician had a better idea of, like, my actual mental state. And so I think when she, she by the end, she was just like, you know, forget breastfeeding. You just need a pump and and that was what I was thinking too, so it just made me feel better, like having a doctor say that too it's kind of validating, like, yeah, <laughs> so and I was seriously like the day I decided that I was like, yes, and I got like the like hands free pumping system. I crocheted my mom's scarf um, while I pumped, <laughs> crocheted some little stuff. Like, I watched, like, I don't know how many seasons of Sister Wives at like four in the morning. I'd be up, like, watching Sister Wives. I don't know why I wanted to do that. I read a few novels. It was kind of awesome by the end because I couldn't do anything. I'm like strapped to this machine, but I could use my hand. So it was like kind of like this me time that I could look forward to. <laughs> and it didn't hurt. For some reason, the pump didn't cause the pain that the nursing babies did. So it was kind of a win-win situation for me. And, like, looking back, you know, I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, like, it's okay, like, you don't have to, don't stress out so much. Enjoy the baby, feed the baby.
2: A lactation consultant with some notoriety said this. And, as irony would have it, it was the same lactation consultant Scarlett had been talking to. Scarlett had been feeding the babies, but had she been enjoying them?
0: Not, no, not really, not until I just gave up on the breastfeeding, and at that point, because I could kind of relax when I was feeding them, and it wasn't this just, like, super stressful experience, so, yeah, that whole thing, I didn't really feel like I bonded with the babies at first, you know, because it was just, like, this thing I had to do that seemed impossible, so after I gave that up, it was much, you know, yeah, it's much easier to be happy about being a mom. Yeah.
2: After all of this, the two months of one hour of sleep at a time, the pain, the midnight pumping, we wondered if Scarlett had any regrets about her experience.
0: No, I'm still proud of it. I mean, I'm proud of it, and they continue to be healthy, like, robust boys, so... And, like, I don't know, I don't think you can credit that to the breast milk, because I think they would do just as well on formula, but I am proud, like, I did manage to keep them alive... And they, you know, they ended up being healthy and I guess maybe the regret I had was I wish I would have just been easier on myself.
2: We just heard Scarlett's story of pain and pressure and near insanity. All good arguments for why breast is just maybe not always best. But sometimes it is. Just ask Brandilyn. I'm Brandolyn
1: Haynes.
3: Brandilyn has a boy too, Clark.
2: He's three and a half. Brandilyn, like Scarlett, was a first-time mom, and even while pregnant, had clear ideas on the subject of breastfeeding.
1: I did. I was pretty... Dedicated to the idea of breastfeeding before I had him. Uh, I grew up in a home. My mom uh, breastfed my younger brother um, until he was, I think, four. She had some really extended breastfeeding. So I was very comfortable with boobs, with, like, babies being attached to them. It wasn't, you know, this, like, mysterious concept. It was very straightforward in my mind. That's how I would feed him. I didn't really think much about not breastfeeding.
3: Brandilyn had planned a home birth, but ended up having a scheduled C-section, which only strengthened her resolve to breastfeed.
1: Knowing that I wasn't getting the birth that I wanted, I became like even more attached to the idea of breastfeeding. I was like, I didn't get the birth, but I will like I will nurse him. This that's not optional anymore. It has to happen. And luckily, it did happen very smoothly. My doula was also a lactation consultant, and I, like, had her on standby because I was like, my world will end if it doesn't happen. But it did. It was like, no, no problem.
3: (laughs) Although the birth wasn't exactly as she'd hoped, it wasn't awful either.
1: It was fine. We were able to do um, skin-to-skin in the OR right after I had him, uh, which I guess was the first time my hospital had done that with with my son and I, but I just asked and they weren't opposed to it. So we did. Um, so maybe that helped, but the, he latched right on the minute we, the first time we started breastfeeding, he latched right on. And I looked at my doula and I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, you don't have to, you're already doing it. It's fine. It's happening. Like, and I, we ended up not even really
3: worrying about it too much after that. It was just what it was. So for 18 happy months, Brandolyn breastfed her baby. And where Scarlett's experience was loud and chaotic, Brandilyn's was quiet and, best of all, still.
1: I mean, it's just such a connection and it's every, you know, couple hours you have to stop whatever you're doing in your day and just be still with your baby, you know? And I guess you can, like, nurse while you're out and walking around and stuff, but we would always, you know, stop whatever we were doing and sit down and I would feed him and that was all that I was doing at that moment. So I think... No matter what was happening with the rest of my life, be it you know the new mother trying to figure out all this the stuff with a new baby or anything else happening in my life, every couple hours I had this time that I was sitting down and I was just quiet and I was looking at him and he was peaceful, even if he was teething or screaming or, you know, once he got closer to the 18-month mark, like throwing tantrums and being such a brat all day, we still had that quiet time that he was you know, happy and calm and eating and that was so rejuvenating for me. Every couple hours that our day to have that time that we were just still together, that was so rewarding to to just have that quiet time. I feel like it really centered me throughout my day and I really missed that once we were done, that, that quiet time with him.
3: Do you look for other ways to kind of recreate that now that he's done breastfeeding?
1: I mean, I try to cuddle with him all the time, but... These days he's like, no, I'm busy. (laughs) We have um, late at night now if he wakes up like nervous or now that he's in a bed and can, you know, get out when he wakes up, I always let him come into our bed and snuggle late at night. And I think that's kind of a similar thing that, you know, that quiet time together when he's like kind of half asleep. I feel like I kind of get some of that same, it's like a mom paycheck, I guess, you know, like that rewarding feeling of being still and quiet together and just not being distracted by running to preschool or making dinner or whatever and just looking at my peaceful
3: baby. <laughs> In fact, the only painful part of the entire breastfeeding experience for Brandolyn was that it ended before she was ready.
1: I was, as I mentioned earlier, really comfortable with extended breastfeeding. Or I guess extended by our culture standards, you know, past the one year mark. But uh, right around 18 months, he, you know, started trying other foods and just slowed down, and that was a way harder transition for me when he was done breastfeeding, because once again, I'd been so attached to the idea of nursing, like into his second year or later, if he needed to or wanted to, and. So that, and I don't know if it's considered postpartum depression after he's done breastfeeding at like 18 months, but that was a really hard time when he stopped and I was like transitioning back into not breastfeeding anymore. But yeah, we had a really smooth 18-month run of it. It was really good.
2: <laughs> would you talk with him about breastfeeding? Would I mean, how would you, how would he talk about it or ask for milk or whatever?
1: I don't know if we used words so much about... I think I would ask, like, do you need a nurse? And he would say yes or no. I don't know if there was much verbal communication about it other than that. When he started weaning, he would latch on for just a second, and then he would let go and, like, kind of laugh. Like, I think he was starting to think, like, I don't actually want this anymore, and it was funny to him. So that was kind of one really hurtful for me (laughs) verbal interaction that we had about nursing. But I don't know if we had many, like, conversations about nursing or weaning. Yeah, he mostly just, it was more through action. Like, he just kind of, or he would latch on for just a second at bedtime out of habit, but then he, like, wasn't interested, actually, in anything that was coming out. He was like, like, this is what we do at bedtime, but I'm actually don't need any nourishment from it, you know, like, I'm... And I think also, because I wasn't ready for him to wean, I don't know if I talked about it very much, just because... I didn't want him to, so I think I was like, I don't think I ever had a conversation with him, like, when you're ready to stop, we can stop, because didn't want to. <laughs> a lot of people warn you, when you first have a baby, I feel like you hear a lot about the symptoms of that, of, like, PPD, and, you know, the baby blues, and it's okay to feel sad, and I was prepared for that right after he was born, and I never felt it until he weaned himself, and then all of a sudden, I could remember, you know, nurses, and friends, and my mom saying these things and it was i was feeling it then and like you mentioned there's a lot of like hormones that you know happy hormones that you get when he's nursing that i wasn't getting anymore i also gained a lot of weight once he stopped breastfeeding so maybe that was part of it like a body image thing that i lost the baby weight so fast when he was nursing and then i gained it back so fast once he stopped probably cuz i was still eating like i was feeding myself in a toddler But, and then of course, you know, your period comes back, at least for me it did. And it was, I was just a mess. It took a good, well, I think I'm still trying to, I don't know, maybe that's just motherhood. (laughs) Like, what is normal? But I think it took a solid year before I could say, like, look back on it and say, you know, that was depression. And I think it was, I think it started with him weaning and it was a really tough time and I really wasn't prepared for that with weaning because I think a lot of people just talk about you know you have your body back and you can leave your baby for more than a couple hours you can go on a date and all this stuff and I didn't feel any of that I felt very lonely and I missed it you know I missed that quiet time with him because he was a very busy 18 month old at that point and I you know didn't have that time to stop and sit and be with him anymore and um there aren't yeah there aren't a lot of Resources that I could find about, you know, I would like Google. Is this normal? And I, I didn't know if it was, or if I, you know, if you're just a crazy person, or if it's like, oh yeah, other people have, you know, had the same experience.
3: was that the Google response, like when you would Google, is this normal? It would come back like, no, you're a crazy person.
1: Official <laughs> response: Google would say, did you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
3: that is rough.
1: You're insane. Um, actually, so the blogger cup of Joe, she did a post about it and that was the only resource I could find online was this one blog post that she had done and she had experienced the same thing. And that was comforting to me. Just this one, this blogger, you know, and I would read through the comment section of her blog post and other people had said, yeah, I felt sad after my baby weaned.
3: That's fascinating. I mean, it's how unfortunate that is that like, yeah, that that's the only result that that came up. I found. Yeah.
1: Well, and like I said, I think a lot of people focus on the the good parts of weaning, and I wasn't feeling any of those things. I wasn't feeling, like, relief or freedom. So, you know, I, I wanted to, because whenever I would say, oh, I used to nursing, my friends
3: would be like, yay, go on a date night, go see a movie. And I didn't want to. <laughs> and for Brandilyn, this transition had an impact on how she saw herself as a mother.
1: I remember saying to Dave, I said anyone could be his mother now, like anyone could take care of him. And he was like, I think he almost kind of like, he was like, that's just so not true. That's like, not true. But I but I felt like there was this one thing that only I was doing. And I wasn't doing it anymore. And yeah, I felt very, I think I had really tied it into my identity as a mother like that, you know, to that point, that was my experience. This is what a mother does. I especially when they're newborns. I mean, it's constant you're feeding them all day every day and so I think right from the beginning of being a mother I was like this is what I do all day every day and then when that wasn't a part it was hard to figure out what being a mother meant without that part of the equation anymore and as you guys know there's so much outside of feeding them of course there's like a billion other things we do as moms but you know to that point nursing had been such a big part of that equation
3: Breastfeeding is about how you feed your baby, which seems so basic, but the experience of it is so, so personal. And in the amazing way that so many truly personal things are, it's also universal. It's hard, it's wonderful, it's emotional, it's exhausting. In a word, it's fraught. That's the amazing thing about these two stories. They exist on opposite ends of the spectrum of the breastfeeding experience, but they share so much commonality. They're both about still moments and finding balance and coming to grips with some unmet expectations. But these stories are about realizing that despite expectations, the story that was lived was actually the right story all along.
2: Scarlett didn't get the breastfeeding experience she'd envisioned, but she's forgiven herself for that. Her boys are healthy and robust. She fed them and she's enjoying them. And she has some hard-fought wisdom to share with others who may also find themselves soaking their boobs in mugs of salt water while their babies scream in anticipation.
0: Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like, there's nothing wrong with giving them some formula or, like, if it's not working out, like, don't punish yourself. Don't, don't push yourself to so hard, you know? Because sometimes it just doesn't
3: work out, so.
2: And when all is said and done, if your sanity is on the line, it's not working out.
3: But of course, it often does work out, and it can be full of peace and connection, like Brandilyn's experience. It may not have ended how she would have hoped, but still.
1: I would say it's worth it. I would, I mean, I think there's some women who go into motherhood saying, I don't care either way, and if it comes easily, then that's great, I'll breastfeed, and if it doesn't, then I'm okay with that. And I feel like those people that are on the fence, I'm like, give it a try, just try it. I think... I think it's hard to explain how connected it makes you feel to your baby until you do it, which I hope doesn't sound, you know, condescending. Or if you don't breastfeed, you're not connecting with your baby. Because I, I don't mean that. But I always think it's worth a try. You know, if it's something that that you even have a little bit of interest in or that you think might be enjoyable for you, then I, I would always vote give it a try. Does that answer your question? I don't know. I mean, I am pro... Breastfeeding. I'm also pro, like, happy mom and baby. So if that, you know, if, if breastfeeding is coming between that, then it's, you know, do what you got to do.
3: But Happy baby, happy mama. Feed the baby, enjoy the baby. We feed our children with more than our breasts. Sometimes it's hard to see it or feel it, but it's true. We feed them food, but it's our smiles and kisses that really nourish them. It's our attention and our words. It's with our love that we truly feed them.
2: Many thanks to Scarlett and Brandilyn for being such good sports and exposing themselves for our benefit and for yours. Thanks to our editor, Ryan Barnhart, to Ben Howell and Ellen Barnhart for the music. Thanks to Micah Heiselt, who, rumor has it, is magnetic on the left side of his body. I've heard that. Follow us on Facebook and take part in the article's discussion. Leave us some stars and a review on iTunes, or visit our website to share your story. We'd love to hear it.